Hello and welcome to another exclusive episode. As always, I appreciate you all who support me in this way and, you know, are more open to my some of my experimentation. But yeah, let's dive right into it. Another Aya journey vision thing. So like I said, not all of my more exclusive content is this way because some of it's just like extra material that I don't turn into full content, but some of it's more of this personal stuff like this, which is um, but when I, when I talk about these more personal spiritual experiences, it's something personal to me, which is why I don't create these as much for, you know, public consumption. Like I'll allude to them. You might notice like some overlap occasionally where I allude to them in other content, but I never go into like a description of them like this. Sometimes it's me at my most vulnerable or at, my, at the very least as vulnerable as I'm willing to get in some sort of public manner at, at this time. Uh, especially today when I share a vision as the visions I see as often a reflection of my subconscious and sometimes becoming insight into my internal desires, for example, which that can be, it's a very personal thing, but I think it's also important for others to, to have people be willing to share that. So it's, it's a way to relate with other people in a connection sense. So people know they're not alone in those experiences or feel uncomfortable with those experiences. It's a vulnerability thing to open the door for other people to be vulnerable with themselves. And that's the the vulnerability aspect, as I think the discussion of our, our subconscious can become, is fascinating. As in certain states, we become aware of parts of our mind, desires that we never knew were there. Anyway, you will see that in my kind of vision description today. So this is why it's behind a paywall. It's a barrier of entry that hopes to keep out those kind of wanting to immediately judge my thoughts, actions, and, and, and ways of understanding my mind. So in this letter, I want to talk about some of my motivations for, say, my psychedelic use because it's fitting with my recent ayahuasca journey. So I don't, I don't use them because I think I'm talking with some beings in some other realm. And maybe I am. Now, I, I don't rule out that possibility, but it's not a narrative I allow my mind to become consumed by. That woo style of thinking might have its place. I think it does for a lot of people. When, and, but when we lean into the, the mis, mystery, mysterious places in our mind, that's where creative endeavors are built, I think. And, and, yeah, when you, you can find yourself only within that creative realm, which leaves you distant, I think, from the realm we wake up in every day if we're too leaned into that. So whether you think our shared reality is one purity of the mind or not, it's something we live in every day. So you have limitations on what your mind can bend this reality into, either by the rules of a partially physical universe or the inherent consequence of it being shared with your fellow human. So the mystery psychedelics opens up the bendable part of the mind, in a sense. Uh, I think it transports you into a purely creative space. And within a creative space where stories and myths are made, I think we create and analyze our own narratives and myths. So now, take a step back for a moment. Uh, psychedelics are not the only way to reach this creative space. I see it more as like a, as a cheat code, you know, because I'm fucking lazy. And so <laughs> being that point is out of the way. I, I think we often think of the creative space in the typical art sense where someone figures or discovers inspiration for a painting, a new poem, a wording to finish their song or a world um, to build for a fictional novel. These are all true, I believe. However, something that is often less obvious, we place the narrative we have for ourselves on the chalkboard of 
analysis. We are better able to take a look at the question of who are we? You know, forcing you to ask yourself the question such as, how am I treating people? What do I believe? Why do I believe it? You know, those questions. But that list is endless. Thus, in those moments deep in our mind, we enter a state of an almost paradox. We simultaneously can see the subjectivity of the narrative we create for ourselves or can fully convince ourselves of the activity of a brand new one. It's a beautiful and dangerous place within this creative field. It's, it's the place that makes cult leaders convince themselves the ends justify the means, and it's the same place they convince themselves they are the second coming of Jesus fucking Christ. They convince themselves that their narrative is more true and more important than everyone else's. It's a place that creates spiritual assholes in a sense. But also, I think it moves people to alter their narrative around life for the better. Countless people finding peace and meaning in what they once found to be mundane. Okay, so I hope hope that sets the stage. As my point for opening with this is for you to see the importance of balance in all things. The balance of, of playing within creative nothingness and maintaining a part of you within a shared reality instead of allowing nothingness to consume you. Additionally, the alternative interpretation that I'll dive deeper in today is the balance on what we feed our soul. Uh, And I want you to keep that last point when I kind of go into my sort of vision description, I guess you could say. So let's dive into that. And that was a preview of the exclusive feed episode. So if you're on the regular podcast feed, please, um, if you would like to see more, you know, hear about my little vision my more personal vision quest thing with the tree and this also this vision of this woman that has stuck with me since. Uh, yeah, if you want to check that out and my interpretations of that vision, check out the link below. And as always, I appreciate your support anyway. So yeah, have a good one. Peace. Much love. Talk to you next time.